The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You are right in saying, He is one, and there is no other than he. And to love him and with all your heart, and with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It is good to be back with all of you. As as many of you know, I was on a two-week road trip, and it's and it's and it's great always to be home. But it was it was, it was such an amazing trip. So we went. I drove from uh, from here, of course, across. Nevada, and they started heading up and through Idaho, we went to uh, Idaho and then Wyoming and then back to Montana and all the way out to near, I went to the northernmost points where I can see Canada, waving at the Canadians, you know, and uh, so we went to, uh, uh, so the goal was just to go out to the beautiful national parks, sit at the Grand Tetons, Yellowstone at Glacier, and it was an amazing trip. By the way, it's we have such a massive country. Do you guys realize how big our country is? It's already massive, especially when you're just driving through and it keeps going and going and going and going. It's utterly massive. And it was so spectacular just to go out there. And the reason why I, I, I chose this trip, we were based, I was basically living out of my car, sleeping in the back of my Jeep for the whole entire time because I'm a man and I want a challenge. And so, <laughs> so I, love, I, love, I love when it's, it's, life is hard. But it's to get away, to get away from, from everything. And again, the city, if you've ever been to the Grand Tetons, you know what I'm talking about. You're just sitting there at the lake and you have these massive, massive mountains before you. And it was the end of the, of the tourist season, so hardly anybody was there. Again, to be surrounded by, by nothing was absolutely spectacular. And one of the great highlights of the trip was that I visited a Carmelite monastery in the middle of Wyoming. These Carmelite monks, they have over 10,000 acres. 
at the base of these beautiful, majestic mountains. It's outside of Cody, Wyoming. It's about 80 miles outside of Cody. And it's absolutely spectacular there. To kind of give you an idea how it looks, you ever watch Lord of the Rings? It looked like that. And there in this monastery, it's surrounded by 10,000 acres of just cattle ranching. A massive Gothic monastery is beginning to rise. It looks like something, and something out of, it looks like you're in the 11th century. And stone by stone, these monks are carving themselves these stones. And they're building this massive edifice. It's going to be absolutely stunning. And all they're going to do there, these monks, they live a strict life of prayer, fasting. They live in these little cottages, hermitages, and they only get together for meals and for holy mass. So many men want to join this monastery. Their average age is 24. They don't accept anybody over 30. I tried to stay there, but they kicked me out because I'm too old for them. I said, I'll live in your basement. I just want to stay here forever. Could you imagine a life contemplating God? Oh, man, there's nothing, nothing like it. Live a life of silent contemplation. Pursuing Jesus Christ with a fire and a tenacity that they've been doing, by the way, since the year 1250. Carmel is a mountain in Israel, not too far from Nazareth where Jesus grew up. So during the Crusades, when the Crusaders arrived and they realized they were on Mount Carmel, a group of holy knights decided to stay on that mountain. Why? You have to go back to 1 Kings. What happened in 1 Kings and the prophet Elijah? I want to read this to you and begin to understand why those crusading knights decided to stay on that mountain rather than walk all the way back to Europe during battle after the crusades were over. So this is 1 Kings. The Lord God said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So he's talking to the prophet Elijah. Remember what happened? What did Elijah do? Elijah battled nearly 500 false prophets of Baal, the fake prophet, the fake God. And so it was 500 false prophets versus the one faithful prophet of the Lord, Elijah. One out of 500. He battled against them, defeated them, and they were after him, of course, and so he fled to what's now called Mount Carmel. And this is what happened. He's standing on this mountain, and the scripture continues. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a still, small voice. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. 
So when the crusaders arrived in 1250 on this mountain, they remembered Elijah. How on this mountain now, Elijah lived in that cave to do one thing. To listen. To listen to the voice of God. Why does Elijah want to listen? Because now the crusaders there, when they arrived in 1250, they wanted to mimic Elijah and and his spirituality. I want to stay on this mountain rather than go back to Europe, go back home to my family. I want to stay on this holy mountain just as Elijah did. I want to live in this cave and to pursue Jesus Christ and to listen to his voice. They were echoing the words of the first reading today. From the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. We've preached on this a couple times over the past few years because this reading from Deuteronomy chapter 6 is probably the most famous text in all of the Old Testament. All of the Old Testament. Every practicing Orthodox Jew knows this scripture verse by heart. They recite it day in and day out to this very day. When Moses spoke these words, he spoke these words in 1300 B.C., over 3,000 years ago. And to this day, the Jewish people recite this. Why? Hear, O Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Observe his statutes and commandments, which I enjoin on you today, so that you may have a long life and to prosper. You see, Moses understands. He's about to leave the Jewish people. He's about to die. And he's been with them for 40 years, remember, in the desert. And he formed the Jewish people. By this point, there's probably some estimates range from, he's speaking to about maybe 400,000 people at this point. Maybe up to a million. And he's speaking to them. He says, I'm about to leave you. And my last parting words to you is this. Listen to the voice of God. Keep his statutes and commandments. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. Why is he extolling them for this point? Why is he hammering home on this? Because he understands, just as the problem is today, You and I are going to be tempted to put our love in something else. We're not going to follow God. We're going to go after squirrels. (laughs) We're going to go after the money, the power, the honor, the pleasure. We're going to be bombarded with a cacophony of voices telling us how to live. To distract us from the Lord. We're going to be tempted to put our love our heart, our mind, our strength, and things other than God. That is why the Jewish people to this very day, you go to Israel, and you'll see something strange. You'll see practicing pious Jews with a little box strapped to their arm or to the head, wrapped around with a leather strap, which they wrap around their head and their arm. With a tiny little scroll, and written on this scroll is this verse. In the moment that they wake up, you know what the Jew says? Shema Israel Adonai. 
Adonai Chadet. Middle of the day, Shema Israel Adonai. Before they go to bed at night, they put, they strap on these, these, these leather straps around them with that scroll verse. They say, Shema Israel Adonai, Ilhanu Adonai Chadet. You see, I love that gesture because it's an honest gesture. This fickle heart right here is selfish. And I want to do whatever I want to do. And I'm going to go after things of money, power, honor, and pleasure. Why? Because I think that I'm great. And that I think that my life is all about me. We're all going to be tempted with that. And so when the scribe now, when the gospel reading, beautifully, he says, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? The Jews had 613 commandments. Which out of the 613 is the most important? Jesus plagiarizes Moses. The greatest commandment of all. Shema Israel Adonai. Yoachinu Adonai Chadad. Hear, O Israel. The Lord your God is the Lord alone, and you shall love him with all your mind, all your heart, all your strength. Do you see the passion that it takes to be a Christian? Because the world says, put God on, on, on the bottom shelf. God is not that important. You worship him whenever you want to, like a gumball machine. When you need him, then, okay, you go to him the direct opposition that is to the words of our Lord. All your mind, all your strength, all your soul, all your heart. See the passion that it snakes, the tenacity for a Christian to follow the Lord. See, this is why a, 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 a Christianity that is soft is a Christianity that will never hold up. Again, I want to, do, to preach directly to the soft version of Christianity, this watered-down Christianity, this idea that we just do whatever we want, this relativism that our world is so, so it's washed down with. Oh, see the passion that our Lord is laying out for us. And that's why those monks in 1250, when they arrived in Carmel, Stayed there on that mountain. Why young men are banging literally on the door of the Carmelite monastery in the middle of Wyoming. Let us in. Let us in. You want to stay here and pray. When they asked Father, the, the, the superior of the Carmelite order there, you know what he said when they asked him, why, why are you building this massive edifice here? I quote, this is going to strengthen the whole church in America. It's going to be a spiritual oasis. A spiritual oasis for monks, nuns, priests, and laity. Lives are going to be changed by this place. Oh, what's happening? And I'll end here. I just want to wrap it all up. And say clearly, there is no happiness 
true happiness apart from Jesus Christ. There is none. Maybe we'll go long for a while. The deepest longing of the human heart will never be satisfied apart from Christ. Why do I say that? Because I know that I'm competing for your attention. I, I am a lot. I'm, on Sunday, there's so many things competing for your attention. And I'm trying to cry out, you know. Don't follow those voices. I know a lot of people are promising you a lot of different things, a lot of happiness, an easier way. But we're not called to live easy lives. We're called to follow the commandments of the Lord. And in it, I'm telling you, we're going to find that true peace, that joy, and that happiness. The world will never, ever compare to it. Don't believe the lie. It's a lie. If I just accumulate all of this stuff, that I'm finally going to be happy. It is not going to happen. We're going to end up on our deathbeds and say to ourselves, what did I do with my life? Shema Israel Adonai. Lo Adonai. Chadad.